All right, we are live. Hello, my name is Leslie Kane. I'm the host of the Why Not Today podcast. This is a podcast to celebrate people who have been courageous and said, why not today? I started this podcast in honor of my father, Patrick Kane, who often did say, why not today? Um, I'm based in Reston, Virginia, a planned community right outside Washington, D.C., and thanks for joining us today. And I'm super excited for my guest, Lisa Merkel, and I know Lisa from lots of different connections, but I've never really had much of a conversation with you. So I'm excited to get to know you and kind of your Why Not Today story. I've been inspired by you and um, just heard cool things about you. So before we hear about Lisa, let's talk about connections. You never know when you're going to meet someone, where it'll lead and how it'll connect in your life. And so like with you, Lisa, um, you're involved in Herndon, which my dad was, and we'll kind of talk about that later. But I think we saw each other at a Best of Reston, and I know you go to the um, coffee house. You just never know who that person is that you're going to meet that's going to lead you to somebody else down the line. Just never know who those connections are. So I always say, you know, if somebody introduces you or wants you to meet someone, then meet them because you just never, ever know. So again, thank you, Lisa, for joining us today. Um, and so, as I said, I know Lisa because she... Um, worked with the town of Herndon, and um, I was very touched when my mom brought some Herndon memorabilia when my dad worked on, on uh, um, the re revitalization of Herndon, and you sat and talked to my mom for an over an hour, and that just meant so much to her to hear his stories, and so tell us a little about you, and I always ask, you know, what's a fun fact that people might know about, not about, not know about Lisa? So, well, um, you know, I'm Lisa Merkel. I've lived in Herndon for 20 years now. Um, so to some, I'm still new in town. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you are to me. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, I grew up in the deep South in Montgomery, Alabama and moved here into Northern Virginia in 1996, right after I got married. My husband was in the Air Force at the time and we got here and I loved the, the diversity, um, all of the exciting things that there are to do here. And um, I was a teacher in Fairfax County, so it was. Okay. There's not a better place to be a teacher. Um, so that's where did you teach? Um, I taught at a school called Garfield Elementary. It's down right at the mixing bowl in Springfield. Okay. Uh, it's a public school. It was only about 320 kids. It was it was the best. So okay. I did not know that about you. Yeah, so I was a teacher first, and what's funny is I still think of myself as a teacher, but I was actually involved with Herndon um, politics and planning for longer than I was a teacher. So I always say, "Mom, teacher, mayor." That's yeah, that's. And cool. I guess my the fun fact about me, um, you just heard my dog bark. I think I am a card carrying cat person who was completely convinced by my daughter over three years of PowerPoint presentations to get a dog. <laughs> so now we have a tiny dog uh, who rules the house, and um, who knew I would be a dog person you know they they <laughs> just kind of grow on you I'm you know as a kid we had dogs but I've never yeah. had one personally and a good friend of mine has one that I spent a lot of time with and yeah. like totally in love with this dog and yes. had this dog and yeah <laughs> it's unconditional <laughs> love so well thanks again for being on and we're excited to hear your story so I always start with asking what does courage mean to you you know, I thought about this when, when you first mentioned that question would, would be uh, something we talked about. And, you know, I think courage means a lot of different things, but in my experience, courage has often been when you try to do the right thing, even when that doesn't seem the easiest or what everybody else is doing. And that may sound kind of like a canned answer, but it, there's been a few times in my life when I've, when I've had to 
you know, be brave and do something um, that seemed a little against the grain. But um, when you try to do what's right, my mom always told me, you know, you try to do what's right, things, good things will happen. And it's not always easy, but um, when you can sleep well at night, I think uh, you've made good decisions. So. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. Agree. <laughs> and, you know, with um, your mayor, your, were you town council before you were mayor of Herndon? Uh, so I ran for town council in 2010, and I was I served as the vice mayor for one term, and then I ran for mayor in 2012, and every two years until I did not seek re-election in 2020. Okay, so yeah. you were mayor for how many years? Uh, eight and a half years. Wow, that's a long yeah. time. So for those of you listening to the podcast, and maybe listening from somewhere not in Northern Virginia, um, Herndon is the town right next to where I live in Reston, and grew up, and I actually went to Herndon High School. And so it was like one in the same, pretty much. Um, yeah, actually, when I went to high school was the year of South Lakes, which is the Reston High School, open. And so we all went to Herndon Intermediate together. And then they split us up. And I went to Herndon and a lot of friends went to South Lakes. So we kind of got those mutual friends. But um, Herndon, gosh, how, long, how old is Herndon? Year. I mean, <laughs> um, I can talk about Herndon all day long. So um, it was actually incorporated in 1879. Wow. So it's been around for a while, um, and it is, especially if you don't live in the area, um, Herndon is actually an incorporated town with its own government, um, its own police force. It's um, Most of Northern Virginia is unincorporated parts of Fairfax County, like Reston is a planned community, wow. but they don't have a mayor and a town council. They have other governing boards, but it's not an actual government, so. Yeah, so the difference between where I grew up in Reston and Herndon, which literally is right next door, right. Um, is that Reston is only... 59 years old, um, started established in 1963. And it is a planned community as opposed to an older place. And it, you know, it's very new looking compared to other places. Interesting and traveling myself all around the country, you see all these older towns. It's like, what a cool thing. Um, but in Reston definitely grew up around me. I lived, we moved there when I was two. So people always ask, is it, uh, is a culture shock do you like the change my dad was a city planner and revitalized town so that's how we grew up knowing those that was the thought that we had you know it's a good thing to have growth Um, definitely change so um talk about your career how did you get into city council and wanting to run for mayor that for me that seems like such a bold courageous thing because public eye and that is kind of scary in my eyes Well, when I think back about it, I'm like, you know, what was I thinking? I mean, I, I had no background in, you know, in public policy. I, I was a, I was an elementary school teacher, and I always made the joke, but it actually is true that your my classroom experience with um, elementary school kids was surprisingly relevant for the job <laughs> <Yeah>. of here. <laughs> um, but uh, the it's, but I'll try to make the story brief. Um, Dave and I, um, uh, that that's my husband. We've been married for almost 26 years. Um, we moved to this area and we lived in Alexandria. And then when we went to buy a house, we ended up moving further west because we couldn't afford to buy where we had been renting. And that's how I found Herndon. And um, I never made this part of my stump speech, but I would say when we came out here, I'm like, who lives out here? Like, I'd only ever been out in this area to go to Dulles Airport. Mm-hmm. So, um, but we ended up living um, just outside of the town. Okay. And we found ourselves always in the town, going to Friday Night Live and you know Jimmy's Old Town Tavern and all of the the all the places I'm sure that you go to as well in the town, and uh, we always liked old houses, 
And at that time we didn't have children. So we would go to open houses all the time in Arlington and Falls Church and those sorts of areas. Cause that's where most of them were. And it was, you know, someday, you know we'll be able to, to buy an older home. Right. Then one day back, this is long enough ago that we didn't have children. So we had all kinds of time to read the newspaper and we actually got a real newspaper and we would, <laughs> I know back uh, every Sunday we would read the post and Dave said to me, he's like, Hey, one of those old houses, you know, in downtown Herndon is an open house today. We should go look at it. And I was like, Oh yeah, that'd be great. So we came and looked at the house I'm sitting in right now. Okay. So you know how the story ends, but um, yeah. it looked like we already lived here. It was in our price range. It was a little bit of a stretch at the time, but it was, since it was further away from the city, it was more affordable, which is, I came to learn that's a lot of why people end up in the Herndon and Reston area, as opposed to closer inside the Beltway. Um, and six weeks later, we moved in. So that's little awesome. did I know, I mean, I didn't even know there was a mayor in town council, honestly, when we moved into this house and a mayor the, the town election was happening in May and we moved in in April and two of the mayor candidates saw us out in the yard and stopped to talk to us. And I remember going, oh my gosh, that's so cute. Like the mayor candidates <laughs> are stopping by our house. Where are we living? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, you know, anyway, I loved, you know, living here and um, back at that time. So that was in 2002 when we moved into this house. And okay. shortly after that is when the big uh, day labor dispute was started to happen in the town of Herndon. And I know that right. if anybody's listening to this from far away, hopefully you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But if yeah. you lived here at the time, it was really tumultuous and right. just terrible. Um, so I'm new here in town. I love my cute little town and, you know, walk into the library and the farmer's market. And all of a sudden we're on CNN about immigration issues. Um, and I had friends of mine you know, who would reach out to me and go, wait, isn't that where you live? I thought you loved it there. And I'm like, I do. It's not really like this. Like, it's just a few, you know, loud people that have gotten the attention of some interested groups and the media loves that. Right. I didn't understand all that at the time, but so I started to go into council meetings and um, well, first I had little tiny children. So I, I would watch the council meetings on television mo mostly, but um Sorry, I talk a lot. But okay, it, that's what we're here for. I want to hear your story. <laughs> so, um, you know, we had started our family and, um, you know, the, the news was just, I don't try not to be vague on the podcast, but um, there were just a lot of terrible things coming out about Herndon. Yes. That really wasn't the experience that I was having. I, I lived halfway between the town hall, literally between the town hall and the 7-Eleven where the day labor dispute was, was you know, originating. And I'm like, you know, it is just... The story that's being told is not the right story. And the immigration issue, the, the, the too long don't read of it was there, there were people in the town were looking to start a day labor center where the gentlemen that stand at the 7-Eleven could go and get work and learn English and things like that. And there's a big controversy, lots of things. But one of the issues that the opponents of that were um, adamant about was you know, that they did not want to provide services to people who were not in the country um, legally able to work. Right. And so I started thinking, well, you know, I'd never thought about this issue. I'm like, well, that, I mean, I, I kind of get where they're coming from. So why, why isn't it that simple? And so it turns out it's not simple. Um, and so I started reading minutes because I'm a nerd um, of the meetings to, because every time people would say, well, why don't we do this? Well, that had come up and there were reasons why, you know, the different avenues didn't work. So. Eventually there was a big flip in our town council where and a new group of people came in and they closed the day labor center and they passed some 
ordinance, not ordinances, I guess it was resolutions, you know, declaring English the official language of the town. And, you know, 35% of our population is Spanish speaking or and or from other countries. And we live in an incredibly diverse area. And I just thought, you know, this just does not feel right. So I started going to council meetings and trying to pay attention and got into some debates with some some of the council members and who were like, who is this? We've never seen her in our life. I love that you were learning and educating yourself and. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if there's one thing I, that everybody I hope can, can realize, and I think right now our country is you know, so divided, nothing is as simple as the sound bites. Huh. As if it was, it would already be fixed and we'd be talking about something else. <laughs> you know, it was courageous for you to take the time, especially with little people. And it's kind of like what's that saying, not in my backyard or, you know, you don't really pay attention. You're going to complain about it, but not do anything about right. it. Right. Well, my mom always said, you know, you can complain. She may have used a more salty word, but, or you can try to, to, do something about it. So, mm -hmm. um, also when, when we had first moved into the town, we, um, knew nothing about development. I did not know that people had been working like your father to try and revitalize the downtown for 30 years, even at that time. So we moved here. We're like, Oh my gosh, it's just, I wonder what they're going to build down there. Like something great is going to happen. And yeah. then I realized, <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> Yeah. So the, the pinpoint of the, the night I decided to run for council, my husband would always joke and go, you're going to be the mayor one day. And I was like, you're out of your mind. Like, you know, I hate politics. I'm not doing that. Um, but there was a, a project that was being uh, looked at for the downtown area. It was going to be an extended stay high-end hotel that had a lot of support from the community. The, the developer had spent a lot of outreach time in the, in the town. And of course it was controversial because every time you want to build anything anywhere, it's controversial, but yeah. how well support and a year or so of time went on. And when it reached the town council level, they voted against it because they said it was too tall, even though it re the, the height limit at that time was 50 feet in downtown and it was 50 feet. And so I remember watching it that night and I said to my husband, I'm like, cause Lila who just walked up the stairs was a baby in my arms. And I said, I've got to run for town council. Like I, I, I'm like, I don't know anything about, you know, land use and real estate. And, but, but this is a, this is a bad decision for the town. And it was on top of all of the, you know, negative press we've been getting. Right. So I don't so know. It how like it an instant kind of decision. Like I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I thought my kids were getting old because they were two and five and <laughs> now, yeah. now they're 14 and 17, almost 18. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think maybe I really didn't know exactly what I was getting into as far as politics. And it's probably why I went for it. <laughs> Sometimes I think we need to do that, you know, to, you know, if you have that idea in your heart, just to have the courage to say, I'm going to try it. I don't know what it looks like. And that's kind of what I did with this podcast. I'm, like, I'm not sure how <laughs> it's going to evolve and what it's going to look like, but I'm going to put my toe in the water. And I did that with my Mary Kay career too. I yeah, just, I mean, I try it and who knows. And right. so how long were you on town council before you ran for mayor? Um, I served one term. Okay. I served one term. So two years. That's awesome. But when it, when you say you're a four-term mayor, people think it's like 20 years, but it's only two year terms, but <laughs> it's all in marketing. You know, what, what's cool for me is because I know the history of Herndon yeah. and a lot of, you know, what I thought of Herndon was old school men. And it's kind of cool to have a younger woman as mayor. Um, so like, and I always talk about the end, I connection to my dad, but because this is so relevant, 
Yeah. Um, my dad worked on the redevelopment. They Herndon, the town Herndon hired my dad. Gosh, I don't even know how long ago because he's passed away nine years ago. He had a stroke in 2000. So that's 22 years ago. And it was before that. So probably 30 some years ago. Was, was it the infamous charrette that we talk about all the time that happened back in like maybe the 80s? Maybe, um, you know, I was come in college or out, but I don't remember. So probably early, late eighties, nineties that he worked with Mr. Downer and a lot of different people in the town. Um, I was actually talking to some of the other day. I'm like, there's these group of people I know that are my dad's friends that now I've connected with. And then like my friends, <laughs> so, but it's kind of connected, but yeah, he was working on things and had, my dad was always a super forward thinker and came up with ideas that were way ahead of his time. And it's kind of cool now past when he's passed away and watching you as mayor, some of the ideas he had that you put in place, not knowing that it was even his idea. Like <laughs> one is a sign welcoming you to Herndon. I mean, it's simple. And we're like, sure, dad, whatever. But it's a cool thing that was yeah. something he talked about for years. Well, and, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm one of my critics early on, you know, said that, um, well, you know, Lisa Merkel just thinks the town is a redecorating project, which is insulting in a lot of ways. But I kind of was like, well, you know, kind of in some ways it is. It is. I mean, uh, they were being flipped, but I mean, it's little things like a welcome, welcome sign. And, you know, we didn't just pop up a sign like every other jurisdiction that has all, you know, the rotary symbol and all those things on right. it. We did something that, you know, if you look at the signs, they have the railroad, um, the train wheels at the top, because that was our legacy. Uh, we were put on the map that we were a dairy farm in right. the 1800s and that the WNOD trail that's now, you know, the, the bike and walking trail was the railroad and the big industry for the town at the time was dairy farms would send their milk into the city. And so we were trying wow. to, you know, pay homage to that and which I don't think I've ever noticed that on the sign. I'm gonna have yeah. to look at it again. And yeah, it's very well thought out. I, I mean, we the council uh, you know, passed legislation to let the committee and, you know, to, to pursue that. But we had groups of individuals that spent more than a year, not just like, let's decorate a cute sign, like, let's make it mean something and stand out. And they're in all seven entrances to the town. Wow. I did not know that. See, I learned something yeah. new. Yay. So I'm really proud know. of, there's a lot of little, little things like that, that I'm really proud of that we accomplished over the, the 10 years that I was able to serve. And unfortunately, people don't notice that they see all the fight of all the silly things. Sure. Well, you know, you know, kind of, we yeah. could talk about that, but we're not going to no. <laughs> talk about the good things and things you did. You so, know, is um, what I love about Herndon is that you know it is a small town. I mean, it. I mean, the rumor mill. There's our there's the rumor mill. You have to appreciate. Reston's probably got some of the similar things. Oh yeah. <laughs> we crisscross. But we, you know, we always the first time my mother came and visited us after we moved at this house, she looked around and she said you are never moving back home, are you? And she was, and I said, mom, this is home. I mean, it's got the best of both worlds. It's got the small town feel. It's got, you know, your neighbors, you can find your mayor, but we're in the middle of Washington DC area with all of the amenities, all of the diversity, all of the, you know, opportunity. And, you know, you can buy anything you want, any type of shop in the world, all of the restaurants. And I would always say as mayor, you know, we're 30 minutes from DC where you can hop on Amtrak and, you know, be in New York City in four hours, or we're half an hour from the you know, Skyline Drive almost. So yeah, that's what I love about that area. 
yeah is that you know we're just we're exposed to culture and country and everything and and just like you said with diversity there's so much diversity in the area um you know growing up in Reston as a small town I mean it grew up with me because mm -hmm. I was almost as old as Reston um <laughs> and so I used to say when we moved to Reston now I'm like I've lived there since I was two <laughs> I went through my and it's changed like when my parents moved to Reston Route 7 was a dirt road oh my gosh so wow. Bob Simon who started Reston obviously I, I adore him um I got the chance to meet him and you know I was at a lot of events with him but it was always in Reston and there would be like the beehive of people like who always wanted to be around him so I never would you know approached him at those things but he came to an event in Herndon at Art Space our art gallery downtown and it was a Martin Luther King Jr. Foundation event and I was like all right he's in my town now I'm gonna go and you know introduce myself and he was so lovely and I introduced myself said I was the mayor and we talked for a minute and then he looked at me and he said did you say that you are the mayor and I said yes sir you know I'm the mayor and he says well, how did you let that happen to you? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something he would say. I know. So we went to lunch several times and it just, he was just a dear. He was, yeah. I learned a lot from him. Yeah. Very wise. Yes. Um, so yeah, you talked about courage, doing things that are hard and doing the right thing. And so I'm sure when, as mayor in politics, <laughs> I've interviewed two people on my podcast who are running, have not reached that office yet, but I'm Ooh. sure being in politics um yeah there's a lot of things that you're going to do that you know are right but people don't agree with and that's got to be hard um yeah so i guess the question so i always ask you know what courage means but then what advice would you give to somebody else that wants to get into politics um we have a mutual friend that is going to be running for herndon town council i think it was just announced so she'll have to be on here okay um, i know who you're talking about um so but you know, for me, actually, the Reston Association, they asked me to run for their board years ago, and this was long before cell phones, and I was out of town and hadn't even gotten home or given them an answer, and they had people calling me, telling me that they were going to run my campaign and what they're going to do. I'm like, <laughs> heck no, I don't have courage to do that. <laughs> that is not my path. I'm more like, let me help behind the scenes, but I'm not going to be the out front person. So what advice would you give to somebody that has that inkling to be mayor or run for office or just do those scary things to do the right thing? Uh, well, the number one thing is you have got to like people. If, if you are not a people person, this is not a job for no. you. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. Um, I would talk to Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts a lot. They, they would come in and talk about being mayor. And, you know, I always said, you know, and, and this is true in the town, other places might have different criteria, but really the only criteria for being the mayor in the or on the town council in the town of Herndon is you have to be a registered voter and live in the town. You know, and, and I would always talk to little kids and say, people think, you know, you need to be a, a lawyer or a realtor, or you need to have lots of money. And, you know, none of that's true. I said, if you love your town and you wanna make it a better place and you really enjoy people, that's really all that matters. Um, there's a reason that I have not run for higher office. I get asked about it often and it does not appeal to me at all because I, I always said I didn't run for mayor and town council because I love politics. I actually like politics less and less as the years go by. Yeah. But I loved Herndon and I really just thought, you know, this place is, it's lovely as it is. It has such potential and I just wanted to make it the best place it could be. Um, 
and it's really cool. Like now, even two years later, I haven't, I haven't been in office since 20, uh, well, 2021, January 1st was the first day that I was out of office. And there's still things that are happening because progress is slow, especially in a pandemic. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, look at that sidewalk. We have, we approved that like five years ago. <laughs> and my kids are like, good job, mother, you know? <laughs> well, you know, and it's kind of cool that you're so involved in community and so out there because you think of like my view of not knowing, but mayor and politics are like untouchable, but I would see you out and about and around and you were friends with people and out at Friday Night Live or at the Lake Camp Brew House and doing things with people. And so it just, that's part of your life. And it's interesting. People often said and told me or said, your dad was the mayor of Reston. I'm like, well, first of all, Reston does not have a mayor and no, he was not. And they always thought he developed it, which he didn't. He was just extremely involved. And I think just what you said, you have to like people and care about your community. And that's where he came from. And he was very, um, I don't know if you know this, but helped start the Reston Chamber. And and it wasn't because his business was local. He, his clients were all over the country because he did urban redevelopment and Reston was new. So it wasn't being redeveloped, obviously. But he started the chamber because he was raising a family with six kids in the community and wanted to support. And I didn't get his connections and what he did until after he had a stroke. And I guess it was 2000. And I literally be walking through parking lots and people would stop me like, how's your dad? I'm like, well, who are you? And how do you know who my dad is? Um, I remember my nieces and nephews that grew up in Sterling were volunteering at the Y one time and they had like their sports sweatshirt on that had their last name and people would stop them. And um, they're like, how do they know who we are? And it's just getting involved and um, as you said, liking people, getting involved, caring about your community. And I've had actually had people say to me now, oh, you're the mayor of Reston. I'm like, no, I just know a lot of people and connected and have my hands in lots of different places and a part of the community, which is how I was raised. Well, and that that's the absolute best part about having served as the mayor is all the people that I got to meet. Yeah. I should say almost all of the people that I got to meet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but I mean, really, it's it is a cool perspective. And you know, Herndon is small; it's four square miles, four point two square miles. I would always get wow reminded of the point two. But um, and I mean, I've been on every street in the town. I've know people, you know, not my best friends in the world, but people that I that I know in every neighborhood, and it, it's just a really cool perspective. And I, I think that now that I'm not doing it. I realized like what a, what a really remarkable experience it was. Cause you know, when, when you're in the middle of it, it's just what, you know, it's just what I'm doing. And right. I didn't run for mayor and council because I, you know, wanted that, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's really cool to be the mayor of your town, <laughs> but yeah. it wasn't about that. Um, and people would say to me, Oh, you're just like, you're just out, you know, you're just out with people. And I'm like, I live here. Yeah. I've got kids. Well, and I think <laughs> we, talk, we talked before doing this, she said, your kids don't, didn't think any, you know, mom was just mayor. They don't think anything of it. And I kind of feel like that's kind of how I felt with my dad. I'm like, he's just yeah. my dad. He's nothing spectacular. Um, I'm sorry. One of my daughter's kids or teacher said something about it. And then your dad's the mayor, right? And she was like, oh no, my mom is the mayor. My dad is the mayor. <laughs> so, <funny. Yay>. yeah. <laughs> so what are the gifts you'd say you received from being the mayor and being involved? Oh my gosh. It really is the uh, tangible, but intangible. Yeah. 
really, I mean, I am an extrovert's extrovert. So the pandemic just, I did not know what to do with myself. <laughs> but um, I just have met so many different people. It may not be the most exciting answer, but it is the truth. Um, I've gotten to know we have someone that you should definitely consider talking to on your podcast. Uh, there was a, a lady in town and she and her wife run um, Growing Kids Therapy Center. And she's a speech therapist who, who works with um, non-communicating um, autistic young adults mostly. And um, we got to know each other through some social things, but uh, she's done remarkable things. There's a, a, um, a Sundance uh, Film Festival film about the work that not not specifically about her but about the kinds of work that she does and some of the students that she's worked with we um started uh recognizing autism acceptance month in the town because oh, of wow. her and not not awareness you know she said you everybody's aware we need to yeah. accept it awesome. and um like giving her show now but uh we her some of her young adults who were nonverbal but very communicative, uh, joined our youth advisory council. And we did a lot of things to get them involved in the community. And people have moved to Herndon so that their children can be one of her clients. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'd love to talk to her. Yeah, and I know. And how would I ever have met her? It's very unlikely that I would have crossed paths with her other than. And I love the inclusion. So most, or a lot of people that watch this will probably know that my youngest sister has Down syndrome. Um, and my dad was very, I don't know if you know this, was very instrumental in part of starting Gabriel Homes. Um, you know what that is, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Gabriel Homes is a group home for adults with disabilities. And so he started that. And I know they have more than one or two homes in Herndon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in Reston. So yeah, kind of see, cool to see the inclusion. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'd always say, you know, Herndon's a place or a hometown for everyone, no matter you know, what you look like, where you come from, what language you speak, who you love. And I started adding or how you communicate because of getting to know Elizabeth at, at Growing Kids and her clients. Yeah. So yeah, growing up in Reston, as I said, Herman was right there and going to high school. It's kind of like, I feel like you claim both of them in part we'll of claim you. That's okay. <laughs> weren't, weren't official. <laughs> um, all right. So I think we've talked about everything we were going to talk about. Um, I always talk about the connection with my dad, which I pretty much went through. And it was kind of a cool story you shared with me. Share with everybody the story of how you said you never knew my dad, but you knew my dad. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned uh, Richard Downer earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, Richard Downer um, was instrumental in me getting involved in the town. Um, he asked me, we got to know each other through the Imagination Library, and he said, have you ever thought about getting involved in the town? And I was like, well, yeah, you know, I have. And so he loves to say that that he, <laughs> I always tell him that if, or tell people, if you're not happy with how things are, you know, went with me, talk to Richard, it's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> but he, um, I actually did not realize who your dad was until after he passed away. Richard Downer was talking about that he had passed away and um, was telling me about him. And I said, oh my gosh. I saw him at the Y all the time. When uh, my kids were little, I joined the, the Y in Reston because I we had no family in the area and I needed to work out and I felt safe leaving, you know, my my son when he was a baby with the ladies at the Y. And your dad was always there and he was very noted. Like, and I, I realized like I always wondered like, who is that guy? Because everybody knew him. Right. And you know, he he had an eye patch. So I mean, he, he he was very recognizable. But we never, I mean, I never went up to him and talked to him. And at that point I had 
had not even considered doing any of this, you know, town council stuff. But when I realized that was your dad, I was just like, oh my gosh, I wish I should have gone up. Like you said, I should have gone up and talked to him because right. you can tell that there was something, there's something about him. And well, then, um, character. <laughs> well, yeah, and you talked about his eye patch and, and I don't even have anything with me here, but the logo I've created for why not today, it says why not today. And it has his logo, which I don't have the stuff with me, but I do have a tattoo on me. Never thought I'd be a tattoo girl, but oh. he had eye patch and a handlebar mustache. So we all got him when he was sick. And that's been the that's logo. Funny. And it's kind of funny where it evolved is that's how we signed everything was iPad and he actually had a stamp. And so <laughs> after he passed away, which he'd been sick, but it was totally unexpected. It was like, he went to the dentist the day he passed away. Kind of crazy. So, but so the day or two after he passed away, um, we were talking, my mom's like, we should have done this and I want to do this. And so my brothers or somebody's like, well, we can take his ashes and spread them in those places. Well, we're Catholic and you can't spread ashes. You have to bury them. And so my brother said, and I got it wrong. My first podcast, I got corrected. So flat Stanley, is that the right? Mm -hmm. Okay, That's, That's the Stanley. thing that kids um, would take around with school and take it on, have, send it to family and friends to go all over the place. So my brother's like, well, why don't we do flat pack? <laughs> So the logo has, we have flat pat. And for the first year after it passed away, it still is out there. Like it was a pumpkin carved in a pumpkin. It was in the snow. It was in the sand. It was at the Taj Mahal. It was on the Great Wall of China. My dad went to Notre Dame. We took it to a Notre Dame game. So people took the flat pat logo all over. And that's kind of how the Why Not Today brand got branded. So I do have, um, and I'll share probably on the site. We're looking at finalizing website stuff soon, but we I've got cups that say why not today, t-shirts that say why not today, vinyls for your car, because I think more people need to say why not today and be courageous because we all have those ideas in our head, but it's a few that just take them and do something with it. Um, so yeah, so it's kind of cool. And and I love, I talked in the beginning about connections. It's kind of cool, the connections. So I always say Mr. Downer because he was my dad's friend and his kids and I went to high school together. So his daughter, Doreen, is married to Jay Meadows who owns Meadows Farm. And my, one of my, I guess she's not the youngest. My, yeah, my youngest niece is now working for Meadows Farm. So the whole <laughs> world has kind of gone back in a circle. Isn't that not great? Not on purpose, but all the connections are still there. Well, I really wish I'd had the opportunity to to uh, get to know your dad. I know that you and your mom brought me um, a box of clippings and articles um, that were in his office that were all about Herndon, and I still have them. I really need to give them to the Herndon Historical Society, but I cannot let go of them quite yet. <laughs> but well, maybe was... we need to get together because I would like to see him now. You know, when he was doing that, he didn't really realize what he was doing, and now. Yeah. I'm older. Well, it's and it's remarkable. Oh. I actually, I actually used one of those in a, in a, I bet your dad would love this. Um, in, in one of the downtown development hearings that we had, because people were always, Oh, it's too tall. You know, it's, it's four stories, you know, but that's too tall for Herndon. And at one time in the eighties, uh, and I don't know if your dad was instrumental in this or not, but probably there was a development that was being considered. And I think it had 11 stories down there. And I was like, listen, guys, back in the eighties, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so uh, 
it, it's it's lovely. I, I haven't looked through that in, in a little while, but it meant so much to me that you, that you guys brought that to me. And I will and turn I it over to the right meant, people someday. <laughs> I know it meant a ton to my mom that you just sat and listened to her and heard her story. So much. that I'm telling you, the people that I have had the opportunity to cross paths with, I tell everyone, run for mayor of your town. It's the best job in politics. I'm convinced of it. Yeah. Well, I can't rest him, so I'll just keep moving. We have to move to Herndon. <laughs> I don't that. think that's going to happen though. <laughs> no, who knows? Who knows where I'm going to end up? So where can people find you? What's next? What are you doing now? Well, I, I am currently, I'm a board member at Next Stop Theater here in town. Okay. It's our professional theater company. It was Eldon Street Players uh, for many years. Um, so that that's what I'm spending my um, kind of professional time doing. It's not a full-time job, but it's, it's important and exciting. Um, my son's about to head off to college in the fall. So trying to figure out all of those things. And my daughter's yeah. about to start high school and oh, wow. you know, I'm just basking in, you know, it's, it, I feel like in some ways they need me more now than they did when they were, when they were little. Yeah. But being mayor worked out well having little kids cause it was very flexible and except for Tuesday night meetings. Right. But um, so, yeah. And then you can find me um, around Herndon. Of course, uh, I still have my website up. It's uh, lisamerkel.com. It's a little outdated because it was my campaign site, but it's got a lot of photos and things that I really love. So I still have that active. And um, you can reach me at uh, lisamerkel at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from, from people who watch this and um, I can talk about Herndon all day long. Okay, well, I will also, um, we, we're gonna go to YouTube. We haven't got there yet. So when you're watching this, you may see us on YouTube and just may listen to us. We're on. <laughs> The podcast is on Spotify and iTunes. And then I do have an Instagram and a Facebook page that I will share um, your contact information. And if you okay. want to share with other people. Sure. And my so, search Mayor Lisa Merkel on Facebook, you can also find me. I, I still post on my old mayor page here and there, but. Okay. Yeah. Well, thanks Lisa for sharing with us. I learned all kinds of things and definitely want to get to know you better. Um, I think I'm going to try to go to Friday Night Live on the first if you're going to be there. Um, I should be I should be this week I'm not going to be able to make it which I hate because it's like my favorite thing but um yeah oh very like Friday Night Live is something that I know who runs it is my friend Laura and I always have a hard time I'm like Friday Night Live used to be our high school reunion you knew everybody and it was small and quaint and now it's huge I'm like why do you keep promoting it I don't want all these people there (laughs) but we'll have to connect there connect for coffee or something when yeah, definitely. You know, Friday Night Live was uh, the first place that I felt like I could let my little kids run a little bit away from me and not worry that, that you know, something would happen to them. And, you know, you do see all your neighbors there. It's like a family reunion every, every May when it starts back. Yep, absolutely. So as I said, you can find the Why Not Today podcast on Spotify or iTunes. We are going to go to um, YouTube soon and work on our website. And so I do have, I said, some merchandise if anybody wants to spread the word about why not today. And Lisa, thank you for joining us. It was great to get to know you. I've heard about so much about you and now I just <laughs> want to get to know you about more. So be thank encouraged. You for me. It was an honor. Oh, my pleasure. So say why not today and do those things that take courage. So thanks again for joining us. And that's it for why not today this week. <laughs>